Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'll be your guest host today, Keith Keating, Senior Director of Global Learning Strategies with GP Strategies. And joining me today is a talented leader with whom I've had the pleasure and opportunity to work with for the past several years, Sally Valitstra, Senior Manager of the Center of Learning for General Motors. Hello, Sally, and welcome. Thank you, Keith. It's great to be here. I'm excited to share a little bit about our Center of Learning story with your listeners. You know, that's a great starting point. Why don't you tell us first a bit about GM Center of Learning? Sure. The Center of Learning is GM's training organization that focuses on the performance of our dealership and field personnel. Our reason for being, if you will, is to help our dealers sell more vehicles and to gain loyal customers. And no doubt a very important function for the organization, especially being in the car business. But you don't just focus on the U.S., do you? You're correct, Keith. Uh, Part of my role is also working with our GM counterparts across the globe. We focus on improving the efficiency and effectiveness of dealer training across the globe. Uh, We work together to create global approaches to learning. We share best practices. We look for opportunities to localize existing training solutions and just making sure that we're sharing good things across the organization. And that's quite a lot of responsibility. But if you don't mind me saying, you and the Center of Learning are doing a fantastic job. And that's just not my personal opinion. Last year, the Center of Learning was awarded not one, but two Chief Learning Officer Gold Awards. And then on top of that, the year before, you were ranked 62nd in the top 125 learning organizations. Those are some fantastic achievements. We have a whole host of talented learning professionals that contribute to our success. Over the last couple of years, we've really focused on taking an evidence-based approach to learning. We're using measurement as a means of improvement. Uh, The other thing is we've also really focused on creating engaging learning solutions that help our learners improve their performance. You know, performance is a really important distinction and point to talk about here. In fact, um, the Center of Learning team was recently featured in a Spotlight article from ATD Magazine titled, On the Road to Continuous Improvement. So what does that mean for you and your organization, continuous improvement? I think it's important for us to continuously look for new ways to do things. We need to be mindful of new trends that are out there, look for new tools and technology that can help us, and then improve our processes as well. We also need to make sure that we're looking at it from the angle of our learners and putting them in the middle of what we do. It's easy, I think, to think about learning what we want our learners to know, but it's really, it's more important to focus on what the learners actually need to be successful in their role. So Center of Learning is winning industry awards. Your measurement strategies show your driving impact. Your learner feedback is positive. So why then, why do you turn to design thinking if everything is going good? I believe we can always strive to be even better. Learning's not a destination, it's this ever-changing journey. Business and technology are quickly changing, and so is the way we learn. So we need to evolve along with our learners to make sure we're providing what they need, and that's all in an effort to stay relevant with them. There's a famous quote that's attributed to Henry Ford, uh, where he said, if I had asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. 
design thinking to me is this perfect tool to use to learn about what our learners need and then to understand and help uncover what they need. That's the beauty of design thinking. You don't start with a problem. We didn't We didn't really have a problem at the center of learning, or at least we didn't think we did. Um, we started with an idea of uh, how could we be better? I love that concept because that's what sets design thinking apart from other similar methodologies is that it doesn't start with problem solving. It actually starts with problem finding. And that's how you're applying it. So now that you're using design thinking, how has that changed the focus for center of learning? Historically, our focus has been on product. So helping our sales consultants become product experts. And I would say that we are pretty good at that. We've demonstrated that by our measurement and feedback that we get from our learners and participants. We did uncover, however, through design thinking that there was this desire from our learners around soft skills, like the art of selling and overcoming objections, communication skills, time management, in addition to product training. They also talked about wanting um, support in the moment of need. Um, And so these findings pointed us towards mobile learning to provide just-in-time access. So as a result of our design thinking work, we have refocused our learning strategies back on the learner, and we've revised our three-year strategy. I think what's really impressive about that story is that, again, you didn't start with finding or having a problem that you were necessarily trying to solve. You were just uncovering what are some of the challenges or what are some of the other needs that your learners have, and you did uncover some. And so often one of the reasons that people don't use design thinking is because they think it's risky or disruptive to the status quo. But in your case, your team has embraced that concept. Our goal is to support our learners and to provide or to drive performance improvement. So if there's something wrong or we're missing, or there's a way that we can do it better, we want to uncover it and, and close the gap. I think that's that's such a great testament to your leadership and to the team for being able to pivot like that. And design thinking is really a perfect tool in that instance. So you've been applying it now for a couple of years. What are some of the limitations or challenges that you've had with design thinking? I don't know that it's necessarily a challenge, but you have to obviously be willing to try new things, but you also have to be willing to throw them out if they don't work or rework them if they're not successful. As an example, the team had come up with a great prototype, or we thought it was a great prototype, but it failed, and that's okay. We learned something from it, and we're moving on. That's the beauty of design thinking. You fail quickly, you regroup, and you you try your next prototype, and you keep moving until you get the right one. So my interest is peaked, as I'm sure all the listeners are. Can you tell us a little bit more about that prototype? Um, What we uncovered from our empathy interviews is that our learners, I don't think they're any different than other people. They like learning in person and being in groups and learning together. This is a challenge for us because we have a really large body of learners and they're dispersed across the country, so it's hard to get them together. One of the solutions was this idea of video-based feedback tool. You know, who better to learn from than your colleagues, um, other sales consultants and the example that we were we were going after. So we love the concept of recording yourself and then getting p- feedback from your peers. Um, in theory, some of our learners agreed when we talked to them about the prototype. They thought it was a great idea, too. But then when it came time to record videos or even download the app, there was just no adoption for it. 
it was a great learning mm. experience for us and it just helps demonstrate the importance of design thinking. We thought our learners would gravitate to the technology and download the app with no problem. Um, but what we really uncovered is that they need these easy on-ramps or the downloading an app and recording themselves, it seemed too complicated for them. So they just didn't do it. It's kind of confounded by the fact that, you know, people, they FaceTime all day long, but they're just not really comfortable recording themselves, I think, in a work setting. It was a great lesson learned for us and, and we've moved on. Yeah, it's, it, it makes them vulnerable. And, mm -hmm. you know, I wonder, though, with all of the growing use cases of technology on our mobile devices, especially in learning, because we're putting this idea of mobile first, how do you take that into account with your learners now that you've learned that they don't want to be required to download apps? I think our team is innovative and responsive. So we listened to that feedback and we thought, well, how, how could we do this different? Um, so now we're focusing on providing support tools that don't need to be downloaded. We found ways where it can be easily hosted elsewhere, but still access via a single click on the, on, from a web link. We're also using video recording, um, but more so in a few select training programs with specific audiences. And we're, we're continuing to explore other innovations as well. That's, those are some great workarounds to being able to help the masses sort of start to adopt these technology, especially being a little more specific in, in starting out small and then building up adoption that way. And, mm -hmm. you know, I would say, Sally, you've had and you continue to have a successful career in the learning space. And the center of learning is recognized throughout the industry. You're driving performance improvement with your learners. So for me, Center of Learning is really a great success case of what we want learning organizations to look like. So what I want to ask you is what are two of the most important lessons learned along your journey that you'd like to share with us today? I think first I would say that learning is a journey. It's not a destination. Uh, we're never finished learning, and it's important for all of us to embody the concept of being lifelong learners and then instill that desire in our learners so that they continue to want to grow and learn new things. And then second, I would say um, learners are the priority and need to be at the forefront of everything we do. We don't just make training for our own edification. It actually serves a purpose. We're making learning experiences to help our learners improve their performance. And both of those are such extremely important topics, especially when we think about workforce of the future, when we want to make sure that all of us are lifelong learners and that we're putting our learners first. So those are great points to be leaving us with today. So thanks, Sally, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking time today to share your insights, your experience, and your wisdom. Thank you, Keith. It's always a, a pleasure talking to you. And for our listeners, if you hadn't checked out the ATD article yet, do yourself a favor and read it. It's an excellent use case on applying design thinking in the learning and development space, and it walks you through each of the design thinking phases in action. So with that, thank you, listeners, and we look forward to sharing more insights with you in our next Performance Matters podcast. The Performance Matters podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.